For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson on demand. I was at a table with referees. This is like a room full of accountants. Spicy! And they asked about Connor Bedard, and they laughed. Remember that night that I yelled at, in the bubble at Bob? Great call, Bobby! I yelled it at the referee because he called a penalty shot in favor of the Regina Pats. Well, it's an empty arena, so like your voice will just echo and echo and echo. Yeah, they heard you for sure. That was pretty funny. Good call, Bobby! This is the Rod Peterson Show. It is. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. And we have discerned and deduced that is episode number 646 of your favorite daytime sports talk show coming to you from a beautiful and finally sunny South Florida. That's one half of the show. And we welcome in from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle, the Moose, Darren DuPont, whom I have not seen his smiling, charming face here uh, in the new year, I don't think. I guess this morning on the morning Zoom call. How are you doing, Moose? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Rod. I'm doing well, uh, despite the snowstorm outside. How are you? Oh, there's a snowstorm, is it? Okay, well, <clears throat> the question is, how am I going to get to tonight's Florida Panthers-Calgary Flames game tonight? Because the top's down on the Jeep, and it's a little breezy <laughs> here. So uh, we'll see. But I- I'm ready to go. I'm ready to talk sports. I see everybody chiming in on the YouTube comment section. They're going nuts. We haven't heard from them live in some time now so just hold on to your bingo cards for a second because moose and i got some things to go over are you ready darren to talk sports for the next two hours well there's no shortage of stuff to talk about so yeah let's get into it uh yeah well i've watched tsn sports center three times this morning so i feel ready to go i will just say this that producer clark is coming in hot into the new year with the guest today we've got jeff reinbold Canadian Football League icon. He really is uh, from the coaching fraternity. Jeff Reinbold in hour one and in hour two. TSN's director of scouting, Craig Button. Very much looking forward to Butts joining us from uh, from Cowtown. So those are the guests today. Can we hit the quick six show horn, please? We'll go from there. We'll go from there. I just have a feeling that we're going to get sidetracked. Take the off-ramp, not necessarily to Crazy Town, but the off-ramp to Nowheresville fast moose but that's okay because i don't think that the viewers they, they know now through 646 shows that uh we ain't too fancy around here that's right? right so we're gonna start with the national hockey league and what went down on monday night new york rangers head coach gerard gallant was looking for a strong group effort against the edmonton oilers he got that monday night and now the rangers are the number one team in the nhl standings chris Kreider scored his 20th goal Ryan Strom had a goal and two assists, and the Rangers beat the slumping Oilers 4-1 for their third straight win. Alexi Lafreniere and Barkley Goodrow each had a goal and an assist. I watched the game. It was a bit of a snoozer. Adam Fox had two helpers to help the Rangers win for the fourth time in six games. They moved to number one in the Metropolitan Division and also the NHL. They're tied with Washington. They both have 48 points but they hold the edge based on regulation wins. 
Now for the Oilers, Ryan McLeod scored for Edmonton. They're 2-8-2 and two over their last 12 games. Miko Koskinen made 24 saves in the loss, got ripped by his coach Dave Tippett after the game. And the Rangers held uh, Oilers stars Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid off the score sheet. Connor had seven shots on goal. Neon Leon had two. Let's drop anchor for a second on that game, if you don't mind. There were two other post-game, postponed games that we won't get into. I'm loving, lovingly watching the social media reaction to what's going on with the Edmonton Oilers and this swoon. It's not really the their latest swoon. It's this extended swoon. Clearly, the new year meant really nothing for the Edmonton Oilers. And, Darren, are you seeing – they're not even talking about goaltending anymore. This, these are the fans and some media talking about a potential coaching change. And the names John Tortorella and Mike Babcock are coming up. And I don't know if, if you by chance saw the comment from uh, Matthew Barnaby. He's like, I played for Tortorella. He ain't the answer. And unless any new coach can play goal, that's what the Edmonton Oilers' problems are. But who? I can feel the heat from Northern Alberta all the way down here. So I guess the question, you know, an apropos poll question today could have been, should or will the Edmonton Oilers make a coaching change? And that isn't the poll question. We're going to get to that in a moment. But I don't know, man. I'm sitting here going from day one, going back the last couple of years, we said there's nothing wrong with the Oilers that goaltending wouldn't fix. Why? This is almost, we're getting into definition of insanity territory here, don't you think? Feels like it. It really feels like it, that that's where we're headed, you know, or that's where we are, you know, beating our heads against the wall, trying to do the same things, looking for different results. And, you know, I understand why these names have come up and and why Dave Tippett's, you know, on the hot seat. We were 13 and five out of the gate. I mean, they were one of the hottest teams and one of the best teams in the National Hockey League. And when you watch them play, you thought, who can beat the Oilers right now? They're that good. But, you know, they've gone cold, which you knew that, you know, it was going to be pretty hard and pretty difficult for the Stars, Leon and and Connor, to keep up that pace throughout an entire season. But they were keeping it up for an extended period of time. But you're right. The goaltending has been an issue. It continues to be an issue. You know, now we're looking at is Stuart Skinner the answer and he needs to be called up and he needs to play more games. There's a lot of issues here. A, they're allowing the first goal way too often. So they're always starting out in a hole. That's a problem. Goaltending obviously is an issue. And I understand why Mike Babcock's names come up because of the relationship with Ken Holland going back to Detroit. Um, Is coaching the answer? I've heard it both ways, you know. No, but I've also heard that maybe it's what's needed. But I'm with you, obviously, until the goaltending is fixed and and you're not, you know, and your starts are a little bit better, the Oilers aren't going to turn this around. Um, Maybe, maybe not. They're fourth in the division, which means they're in a playoff spot. I saw my man crush on SportsCenter, Mike Johnson, basically saying, doesn't matter what the cost is, contracts, whatever, get a goalie in here and do it. And whatever penalty that comes with that, if you're over pay it because that's what it's going to take for the Edmonton Oilers. But I think we're at a point now, we're into the new year. This is not U.S. Thanksgiving. You are what you are. Make do with what you have. You made a decision after last year's playoffs when you got swept by Winnipeg in the first round to go with these guys. So they are what you have. You could have signed Braden Holtby in the offseason. You didn't want to. You got bought out by Vancouver. So... I still think it's goaltending. I just wonder why are we still sitting here talking about it? So, by the way, the text line's open. 
And I'm a little out of sorts. I can't even remember the text line number. Can you? There you go. 902-518-3033. Pick up the phone and text Rod Peterson. (laughs) 902-518-3033. Ray in Scarborough, Ontario, is watching on Game Plus television right now. And he says, hi, Rod and Rod Squad. Happy New Year. Wish I were in Florida with you. Not a great start to the year here in Ontario. Partial lockdown starting midnight tonight. At least I still have the RP show daily. Have a good day. That's from Ray in the Six. And I'm with you. Uh, I have a lot of people saying, wish that I was in Florida with you. And trust me, I get it. It's a dreamland. I've been everywhere. I discern this is the best place that I've been, hence dropping an anchor. And it's been amazing. And NHL hockey to watch tonight. The Flames, by the way. Bob's your uncle. Bob's your uncle. I talked to some... Talk to some of the Flames broadcast crew. They're not going to be here tonight. They're not traveling with the team. But they are very excited about the match tonight. And I got, I'm got i on order here. I hadn't didn't even have this listed, this Flames-Florida Panthers game tonight in my quick, my top six topics, Moose. But I will just say this. The Florida Panthers are looking for their fourth straight win. They've got 46 points. The Flames come in with 40 points. And we all know they're road warriors. Daryl Sutter's Calgary Flames, 13-4-2 and two on the road. And initially, I thought, wow, one thing I'll be watching from the FLA Live Arena press box tonight is Sam Bennett facing his former team. Then I'm like, wait a minute. I better look this up. Went to the big board. Sam Bennett serving a three-game suspension to use the line from Slapshot. He's not playing. He's suspended. Although he did skate with the Panthers this morning in the morning skate. There will be no Sam Bennett versus the Calgary Flames, and that would have been a pretty interesting side subplot to the game tonight. But either way, it's going to be a tremendous hockey game. The Flames think it's going to be a great measuring stick for them, and I can't wait. Moving on to point two, I guess. The Pittsburgh Steelers on Monday Night Football kept their playoff hopes alive with a 26-14 win over the Cleveland Browns. Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger threw for 123 yards only. It was no Picasso, Moose, in Big Ben's last game at Heinz Field, uh, but he did throw a touchdown, had a pick. Uh, Pittsburgh now needs a win at Baltimore, and Indianapolis lost to Jacksonville to reach the postseason for the 12th time in Big Ben's 18 seasons. Now, I want to get to Antonio Brown here in the warm-up, but let's just spend a second on week 17 in the National Football League because, yes, the Dallas Cowboys lost at home. I'm not sure there's a more Jekyll and Hyde team in the National Football League than the Dallas Cowboys, and that's not new. But your Tennessee Titans might be the same. But they showed the Miami Dolphins who were boss. They kicked the crap out of them. What was it, 35-3? to three? What was the yeah. final? 34-3? and. And now they got the number one seed in the AFC, do they not? Like, mm-hmm. they came out of nowhere, the Tennessee Titans. They've got to be clearly legitimate Super Bowl favorites, I would think. Well, they're Super Bowl contenders, that's for sure. You know, there's been, you look at, I put out the top five this morning, and you look at, you know, Green Bay. They haven't been that convincing, although they've been really good. You know, um, Kansas City's been up and down. Tennessee now is the number one seed with Kansas City losing to, to Cincinnati. And they're getting healthy. You know, the thing about Tennessee is they've had 88 different players um, in and out of the lineup that have played. The most in the National Football League. So nobody's dealt with the adversity that they have in terms of injuries. 
and key injuries, Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry, have all been out. The offensive line's been depleted at times. Um, Taylor Lewan's missed time. Now they're starting to get healthy. The running game with Dante Foreman's been better. And when Derrick Henry comes back as early as this coming week, but probably the playoffs, yeah, they're going to be a contender. The Cowboys are interesting because you said Jekyll and Hyde. Absolutely. Like their offense just looks confused. They had three 1,000-yard receivers. You don't see a blip of that. Ezekiel Elliott hasn't eclipsed 60 yards since like week eight. If they put it all together, they could be the number one team in the National Football League, but we have yet to see it. It's very confusing. So it's wild, and the Big Ben thing was really fun to watch last night. It wasn't a Picasso, you're right, but it was fitting because all that team has done is win, and it was cool. Obviously, the Mike Tomlin stat, 15 years coaching. He's never had a losing season. Big Ben's been around for that. It's, it's been, uh, it was a really cool emotional thing, and it was, I'm happy he got the win at home. I'm just so darn happy to be back here talking sports with you and our fabulous viewers reading the comments here. Mike Horgan watching in Toronto says, Happy New Year, RP Show, and fabulous viewers from all over the globe. 905 in the comments. He's checking in from the 905. Jamie Anstey in Nova Scotia says, If you want true Oilers talk, have Dustin Nielsen on from TSN 1260. He'll explain what the Oilers really need. I don't need to bring on Dustin Nielsen. I don't bring, need to bring on anybody. I watched the game with my own two eyes, and I know exactly what the Edmonton Oilers need. It's a goalie. Now, Zach Nelson in Calgary is watching, and he says, well, the Flames made a coaching change, and it's worked out for them. Completely different story, completely different situation, and if all it took to turn around a slumping team was to fire the coach, every team would do it. Dave Tippett remains right now... <laughs> Actually, I want some audience participation on this. I still believe Dave Tippett is the best coach in the National Hockey League. I believe he is the best coach in the National Hockey League because my top three were Joel Quenville, Mike Babcock, and Dave Tippett. Well, the other two are gone. So that leaves Dave Tippett. Now, somebody else tell me who is a better coach than Dave Tippett in the National Hockey League right now. I'll wait. And if you say Sheldon Keefe, I'm going to get up and walk out. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I'm not going to say that. You know, I'm trying to think of who would come to mind. You know, Barry Trotz over there the years. But uh, John Cooper. John Cooper, maybe. Yes. Not even maybe. maybe. Probably. John Cooper, yeah. But I don't think that you're, I don't think, well, I know firing Dave Tippett is not the answer. And I don't need to bring on Dustin Nielsen or anybody else. To tell me that. Anyways, we got two minutes left in the warm-up. We're, I'm going to read this, and then we're going to come back in the next segment and kick into it a little more. Uh, and by the way, if you just joined us, Jeff Reinbold coming up in hour one and Craig Button in hour two. But Antonio Brown's latest messy departure from an NFL team, the Buccaneers, was not about an injury, according to head coach Bruce Arians. Yes, the Buccaneers are moving on from A.B., whose NFL career is on hold yet again after another in a series of incidents, including two women accusing him of sexual assault back in 2019. But Bruce Arians dispelled the notion that Brown stormed off the field Sunday in New York after refusing to go back in because of an ankle injury that had sidelined him for several weeks. Twice, Bruce Arians was asked about Brown claiming he was hurt. Both times, the coach answered no that Brown didn't tell him he was injured. And I quote, 
it's pretty obvious what happened. He left the field, and that was it, Arian said, declining to elaborate on an exchange the coach said he had with the receiver on the sideline. Press for details on what was said and whether Brown claimed he was too injured to play. Arians replied, we had a conversation, and he left the field. Asked what specifically was said that might move A.B. to react the way that he did. The coach added, you have to ask him, brother. I don't have a clue. Now, he wouldn't be the first coach to lie. He clearly doesn't want to say what the conversation was all about. And I'm not necessarily saying Bruce Arians is lying. We all thought A.B. was being forced to go back into the game and he didn't want to because of this ankle injury. But Bruce Arians is saying that wasn't it. So there was something else. But I wasn't watching that game. I was watching something else. So my phone blows up saying, are you watching what's going on with A.B.? In MetLife, right? I'm like, no, I'm not. What, what, what? And then I see this, and I'm like, uh, here we go again. You've been watching the ESPN shows that talk about the mental health aspect of Antonio Brown, and everybody's saying, I saw Jesse Palmer say it on TSN Sports Center this morning, he needs help, go get help. Look, I, we don't have time here to get into that. We'll get into it next segment. I'll just simply say our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is... Will Antonio Brown play in the NFL again? And the last I look, I'm running it on Instagram, the poll. We're running it on Twitter, obviously. Clark, do you have a YouTube uh, update on the stats on that or no? If not, it was like over 70% on YouTube say no. Over 80% on Instagram say no. And it's around there on Twitter. The, I would say, landslide majority saying no, Antonio Brown never plays in the NFL again. I voted Yes. And to quote Gary Echeverry, will this stay, Darren? <laughs> no. Never's a long time. And usually he has a pencil tucked behind his ear and his glasses down on his ear. Never's a long time. So he's only 33 years of age. He's now got Super Bowl credentials. He was a big factor in the Super Bowl game last year. I think AB comes back. But we'll kick that around. I want to know who's a better coach in the NHL than Dave Tippett. I want to know that from the viewers. So we've got a lot of topics on the table. We're just getting rolling. We will be right back. It is episode number 646 of your favorite daytime sports talk show. The RP Show continues after this on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. The RP Show continues one half in sunny South Florida, the other in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle, where I understand there was a big snow dump last night. Before we go any further, I want to tell you, folks, addiction, it destroys lives, families, and relationships. But the good news is addiction is a treatable illness. At Aurora Recovery Center, we provide everything you need to build a solid foundation for your recovery with holistic, evidence-based treatment tailored to each individual. Located in Ghibli, Manitoba, on the shores of Lake Winnipeg, Aurora can help regardless of whether or not you feel ready or have tried before. Aurora Recovery Center, recovery for life. Visit their website, aurorarecoverycenter.com. Recovery works. I'm living proof. Um, okay, Moose. 
Uh, before we jump into the Antonio Brown stuff, and we have text messages that have come in asking us about that. <laughs> nice we work. have breaking news today. We have breaking news today, and it's not good. From the Western Hockey League. The Western Hockey League announced today the pausing of team activities for the Edmonton Oil Kings, Moose Jaw Warriors, and Red Deer Rebels as a result of multiple players and staff being added to the WHL COVID-19 protocol list due to exhibiting symptoms or having tested positive for COVID-19. And I got an email from God's team yesterday, the Regina Pats, that their media availability, Zoom, albeit, was canceled because of a player going into COVID protocol with the Regina Pats. So there's that. Uh, more breaking news. This is uplifting for me anyways. I'm going to read verbatim, Moose. For the first time in history, professional bull riders, Canada's elite cup series, will travel to Regina, Saskatchewan, debuting inside the Brandt Centre on June 22nd with a PBR Regina Classic. PBR Canada's Cup Series regularly features Canada's best bull riders, alongside some of the league's top international athletes squaring off against the rankest bucking bulls from across the nation. So mark it down, June 22nd, in the Brand Center, PBR Canada stopping in the sweatpants capital. Now, right on. back to business. Right on. Alex texting in to the 902 uh, line. Alex from the Game Plus control room. Says, morning, Rod. Sunny Florida looks like a nice place to be. Telling you again, it's a dreamland. It's paradise. It's the greatest. Alex says, question for you. Antonio Brown. That's it. Have a nice day, Roddy. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. That's like he just pulled the pin in the grenade. Here you go. <laughs> so as a certified mental health professional as I am, I've just been sitting back and watching. Sometimes I think Antonio Brown has minimal problems compared to everybody else. Like, did you see Tom Brady come out? I think he was on his uh, radio show or his podcast yesterday that he said that Antonio Brown, what he needs is compassion from people, not ridicule and scorn. And a headline came across my notifications from USA Today. Tom Brady says Antonio Brown needs compassion. Is he right? Well, of course he's right. And this, I, with his meltdown at MetLife Stadium on Sunday, is nothing compared to some of the things he pulled with both the Oakland Raiders and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Nothing compared to that. Didn't Vince Young disrobe on his way off the field in Tennessee and Nashville and throw his gear into the crowd after a game? Didn't that happen? I don't remember that, but I'd have to look yeah, it Google up. Google it. I will. It was a fight with, with Jeff Fisher. But... Again, just watching the reaction from people has been very interesting. Bobby Dice, the special teams coordinator with the Ottawa Red Black CFL team, saying on Twitter, I don't know if you saw that, says a lot of people commenting on Antonio Brown will be tweeting Bell Let's Talk in a couple weeks. So he's 33 years of age, as I said. He's lived the life of a 90-year-old, the things that he's been through. And trust me, I know the feeling. Yeah, But... Jesse Palmer said on the Monday morning quarterback on TSN Sports Center this morning, I don't know if you saw it, that AB's done because he can't be trusted. But he was trusted last year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was a model citizen, big part of their Super Bowl champion team. And there's a lot of bad teams in the NFL. 
That's why I think we have not. If Michael Vick can serve, what he serve two years in jail and come back and play? I think AB can. What do you think? That's the question. And that's the question that John Gruden and Mike Mayock had to answer in Oakland slash Vegas. It's a question that Bill Belichick had to answer in New England, Tom Brady and Bruce Arians in Tampa Bay. Can he add to our team? And can he not be a distraction? And can we accomplish something? Will he benefit our team positively or negatively? And that's still the case going forward. Every team has to decide that. And we need compassion. We need to understand the mental health side of this. But when you're looking at a job from an employer's point of view or from a business point of view, you're bringing in Antonio Brown to do a job. And if mental health is an issue and it's something that needs to be taken care of, you treat that the same way as you would let's, an ankle injury or a knee injury or a rib injury. You know, Can you manage it? Can you take treatment for it? Can you play through it and be an effective member of the team? Or is the injury too much that you need to leave and go and take care of it, get surgery or get the help you need, and then be able to come back? Or can you never recover from it to be a contributing member of the football team? So just because you know, people are talking about compassion and mental health doesn't mean you should be given a free pass onto the next organization. You, know, you need to treat this the same way as any other injury. Can it be managed? Can he play with it? Can he be a positive member of the team? And right now, the Bucs don't think that that's the case. Now, if we want to get into the mental health thing, one in five people will battle mental health issues in their lifetime. And that's reported, reported cases, wow. one in five. It's probably a lot of us in the industry feel three out of five will battle it. A lot of people battle it and don't even know what they're battling. So I'm on AB's side. In this instance, he hasn't hurt anybody but himself. Guy's hurting. Jack Fulton in Alberta watching, he says, I love and respect Tom Brady for standing in the crosshairs to defend Antonio Brown. That's a leader. AB needs to be built up, not torn down sooner than later. Uh, Darren Workman watching in Salt Lake City, Utah, says the teams in the NFL are too impatient to have compassion for AB. They want him to just catch the ball and score TDs. And actually, that's a really good point. There's so much of this that we don't know. And... Darren, thanks for pointing that out because I was dealing with a very, very high-profile person. And I called his boss because eventually they'd had enough of my recovery client and they got rid of him. And I called his boss and I said, this guy has fulfilled every obligation you made him do. Uh, You should be bringing him back. And he's like, Rod, stop. We've been around the mulberry bush for years with this guy. You're just getting on board now. So that's their right. That's their right as the employer. I just think AB got his act together for a year. But it, sometimes it is very difficult for people to change. But anyways, I'm going to move on if that's okay with you. Um, John Ohm watching in Edmonton says, have you guys talked about... Here it is. John in Edmonton, have you guys talked about the Russian team on the airplane? No, we haven't and we won't. Team Russia is a bunch of bad actors. This is news. Moving on, actually, it's a good segue into point four. World Junior Hockey Championship canceled. Well, speaking simply as a fan, I can say that it completely threw a wrench into all of our holiday plans down here in South Florida. 
having parties planned for New Year's Eve and, you know, Canada-U.S. games potentially, and then this happens, it was brutal. Because, listen, for millions of Canadians and dozens of Americans, the World Junior Hockey Championship is the highlight of their year. It's what the Christmas holidays for them are largely all about, aside from the religious portion of, of it. And then to sit there and watch James Duthie and uh, Bob McKenzie, it was like they were broadcasting from a morgue. You probably watched it at, from their set oh, yeah. at Rogers Place. And they brought in Luke Tardif, the head of the IIHF, the French guy. Yep. <laughs> he looked like he wanted to jump off the set. <laughs> like, oh, when they talked about no. playing it in... My favorite part of the whole thing was when Duthie said, well, if you play this in June, aren't you afraid of going up against the Stanley Cup playoffs for ratings? And he was like, yesterday, I didn't even know we were going to have to do this. Right. You know, the guy was completely exasperated. And my thing is the coaches were mad, the players were mad, and I think they were allowed to get it off their chest without penalty. But yet, I just think you can't get mad at the sporting leagues or the organizers. It's not them. They don't want to do this. But man, was that a kick in the nards. It really was. It really was. It was, uh, it was tough. And, you know, we talked all along of, you know, is this virus and this variant Omicron, you know, going so crazy and so much worse than the original that it's shutting all these things down. And, you know, I, we also hear that people aren't getting as sick and maybe that's because we're vaccinated and all these other things. But, you know, now we're seeing the reports of what was really going on in Red Deer. Now, again, what really was going on? You know, whereas there crowded restaurants and crowded hotels and weddings happening and all these things, to me, it's just taking your foot off the gas. You know, and if the teams are coming in and thinking that COVID's not a thing and you take your foot off the gas, then players are going to catch COVID. I mean, they had a hub last year, the bubble, and it, and it was fine, right, in Edmonton. And I think you had some protocols set, set in place, but we kind of thought we're on the backside of this. Things are going to happen no matter what. And you take your foot off the gas. I mean, all it would have taken is just a little more responsibility. And that's the disappointing part because it seemed like we didn't hear about the cases with the Canadian team. It seemed like they were doing their job to make sure that they were able to play the games and get through the World Juniors. But these other countries weren't, and when you start to do that and you start to be a little bit reckless, these are the things that happened, and it's super disappointing. Jennifer from the Four Seasons watching, she says, my New Year's Eve was ruined. Join the club, sister. That's four points through our quick six show topics. we got two more to go. I got written down here, CFL stuff. This blossoming Chris Jones, Cody Fajardo feud. It's the CFL's next best feud, next great feud. It would have, it would seem. Um, Brendan Tamman joining the Ottawa Red Blacks, plus a lot of personnel guys that nobody knows their names, but they're friends of mine. Uh, Chad Hudson being one. Going, uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, Jeff Reinbold's on the move, and he's going to join us next. But he is joining us actually to talk about the National Football League. But it's funny. Next Monday, we'll be broadcasting the show for the first of two straight weeks at Gray Eagle. Resort and Casino, just outside Calgary. And there will be a lot of CFL talk from there, a lot of Stampeders talk, a lot of NHL talk. And you asked me if I would have a find a big adjustment going from noon Eastern to going on the air at 10 Mountain. And I'd be honest with you, I embrace it, Darren, because it's a long day sitting around here waiting till noon to get on the air. Whereas when we're on the air in Calgary, it'll be get up, have a coffee, and go. 
Yeah. Which is exactly what Jeff Reinbold's doing when he joins us from Hawaii next. So, Moose, we'll see you in hour two, and we'll pick up on all this. Cool? See you then. Jeff Reinbold joins us next live from the Big Island. You're watching the RP Show. Daytime sports talk coming to you from South Florida and the NHL's Bermuda Triangle on the Game Plus television network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. All right, welcome back, everybody. Just ahead of Jeff Reinbold, we do have more breaking news. The Edmonton Elks announcing this morning they've made it official. They have hired Stephen McAdoo, Jarius Jackson, and Marcus Howell to their offensive staff. Meanwhile, flipping it over to the NFL, Chris Jarl is watching in Surrey, B.C. on Game Plus TV regarding A.B. He says, I don't think the Bucks will officially cut him. He may be stuck in limbo for a while. As of this morning, uh, Antonio Brown was still Tampa Bay Buccaneers property, just not on their roster. And our poll question today is, will A.B. ever play in the NFL again? It's between 70 and 80% saying no on all our various platforms where you can vote. So let's bring in Jeff Reinbold there, if you don't mind, NFL analyst for Fox Sky Sports. Sorry, Sky Sports. How you doing, coach? I'm doing great, Rod. Hey, listen, I see you... I see that palm tree, and I'll raise you a mango and a papaya tree. Uh, I'll have to do some thinking. How about some guava? How about so? I had that for the first time, Coach. You got guava over there? We got plenty of guava over here, man. How are you doing? How's things in Florida? Things are amazing. It was a little chilly today. I had to put socks on, Coach. Uh, not going to lie. It was, uh, it was annoying me. But uh, we're loving, loving life, and I've got NHL hockey to watch tonight, too. The Dolphins finally had their uh, winning streak snapped on Sunday, so everybody's talking about that. But you know what? I said the NFL is where we would open. Do you think – how are you voting on whether A.B. plays in the NFL ever again or not? Well, I don't have a vote, but I'll tell you what. I, the thing I think people need to understand is that right now what A.B. needs isn't football. What A.B. needs is help, and I think he needs to get his mental situation straightened out. Um, you know, but that's going to require him to, you know, want the help. You, you, can, you can have all the programs. You can have all the uh, player support. You can, and the NFL does. It's got layers and layers and layers of it. And, but until an athlete or until a human being feels like they actually need the help and are willing to go through the process because it's uh, – Rod, it's not an easy process, and it's not fun, and it's, it's, it's a lot of work. But, you know, I'm concerned about the human being more than I'm concerned about the wide receiver. He has the ability to play in the National Football League. And we have to remember that pro football is a business, and, you know, their business is to win football games, and they're going to do what they need to do, put the best product on the field to give them a chance to win. Now, does that mean he's going to get another opportunity? You know, my bet would be he will get another opportunity. The, the thing that's looming out there that we're uncertain about is, you know, when he faked that vaccine passport, that's a federal offense. And where, where he sits with all that and where the league sits with all that, you know, I, I don't know. I can't tell you that. Yeah, for sure. And he's starting to get a fairly long list of offenses. And uh, with, I'm with you. He needs the help, but he needs to pursue it. Hey, you know, on the field, let me ask you this. 
just watching the Browns last night and their struggles and Baker Mayfield being sacked nine times. Are they the biggest disappointment in the NFL this year? Like they were top five projected going in and they're going to miss the playoffs. Or is it somebody else has been the biggest disappointment in the NFL this year? Well, I think certainly they got to be one of the biggest disappointments, Rob, because everything you, you talked about is correct. Here, here's Kevin Stefanski last year gets uh, voted coach of the year. This year, you know, they're howling for his job in Cleveland right now. And, and it's amazing how that thing imploded. When you look at it, they had it was the perfect storm. You know, they had injuries along the offensive line, along the defensive line. Uh, they had COVID situations both in the playing, you know, part of the program and also the coaching aspect. They, they lost. Stefanski wasn't at a, you know, a couple games. It just was awful. And then you have on top of it, the drama with OBJ and OBJ's father and, you know, Baker Mayfield and Mayfield gets hurt. And it just seems like everything that could go wrong in Cleveland went wrong. And that's, you know, how, how easy it is to go from first to worst. And, and I think, you know, it's hard for people to understand, you know, it is, it is a battle every day. And you can, you can be anointed like the Browns were as the team that was going to run, you know, the AFC North. And then all it takes is a few situations during the course of the season and you're fighting for your life. And, and you know, they just weren't able to overcome those things. Uh, well, it's a long list, I guess, of disappointments the general watching in calgary says the giants are the biggest disappointment but let's talk about something positive i guess and uh, at the other end of the scale the green bay packers are sitting there right now with a buy on the opening weekend of nfl playoffs john in winnipeg wants to you your thoughts on if aaron Rodgers will be the mvp again given all he's been through this year you know i, I tell you what it, to me that guy is the best player in the National Football League. And, you know, he does it hurt. He does it in bad weather. He does it with depleted receiving core. He does it, you know, historically he's done it without a very good defense around him. Um, you know, and now this year, I think they can be Super Bowl champions. I really think Green Bay, Green Bay has a great opportunity because for the first time, they're starting to play a little defense. And, you know, uh, AR just is amazing, Rod. If you gave me one quarterback to go play one drive at the end of a game to win the football game, there's, I mean, it wouldn't even, I wouldn't think twice. Not Mahomes, not Josh Allen, not any of those guys. It would be Aaron Rodgers. I think he's proven it time and time and time again. I got to ask you this because it may take a while for you to answer it. The Dallas Cowboys. And I loved, thank you, by the way, for lining us up with Brian Baldinger. Where are you two? boys from where'd you get to be such good friends with baldy baldy uh actually after his playing career was over he retired has a home in philadelphia and he was working in philadelphia he would go over to the nfl uh network studios which are in cherry hill new jersey and he'd go over there and he'd just hang around and he wanted to get into broadcasting and so that's when i first you know was introduced to him and then he came over and did for Fox, much like Troy Aikman and Moose Johnson and a number of guys came over to NFL Europe and uh, Fox Sports used NFL Europe as kind of a place for young broadcasters to cut their teeth. Jason Garrett was a young broadcaster. He had plans at, at one point of going into, into the media. And so all of those guys would come over and they would stay for a month at a time. And I got to know Baldy that way. Baldy loves life and much like me. And so we were... Uh, <laughs> 
we were a pair in Europe as two young single guys, and, and uh, we had a lot of fun together. Well, I could see that you, uh, namaste, the light in him recognizes the light in you, and I'd like to throw myself in there if I could. But I love talking Cowboys with him, and I'm going to talk Cowboys with you. An enigmatic football team that one minute I think is going to the Super Bowl and the next thinks should be missing the playoffs. I mean, how do you see this season unfolding for the Dallas Cowboys? Are they going to implode in the playoffs like they always do? Rod, I'm, I'm, I'm with you 100% on this one. I was ready going into last week, the Cardinal game. I was ready to anoint them, the, you know, the, the NFC Super Bowl contender, right, if you would, they in Green Bay. And then they go out, and the first half of that game against Arizona was awful. Offensively, just they couldn't get out of their own way. And then they come back in the second half and make it a great game and, and, and really should have won the game. But, you know, you can't be that inconsistent. And you look at them over time, and it's always been the same thing. Just when you want to say they're back, They'll go out and lay an egg like that. And you know as well as I do, when you get into playoff football and you're playing against the top level of competition every week, you can't have a bad half or you're going to get stung along the way. Now, will they learn from this? We'll see. But, you know, historically, they've been a team that, as they say in Texas, you know, is all hat and no cattle. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and then Michael Gallup's done for the year. And it just, I was like, let's just get to the playoffs healthy and we'll go from there and they can't even do that the fans all want to know well, coach go, yeah go ahead go ahead go ahead well, you, you go the week previous and you know they look like super bowl champions all three phases of their football team were dominant and then you and arizona is the same way i mean arizona is so inconsistent offensively but then they you know, like i say they have a chance to really put their stamp on the nfc and and just can't get it done. So I think, you know, we're, I'm not ready to say that if you ask me Packers or Cowboys right now, I'm going to tell you Packers. Yeah, and I'm not going to argue. Can't, can't argue. And it's always the Packers. Anyways, the fans want to know if you can divulge your future plans here after your news with the Tiger Cats last week, by the way. And congrats on a great run with the Tabbies. And we all kind of want to know what's next. How, how are you doing with all that? I'm doing great. I, um, what's next is I'm going to have another cup of coffee after we're done. Then I'm going to head for the beach and then <laughs> and see if I can get a little better on my surfboard tomorrow, today rather. I, you know what, Rod? I, it's been really interesting. Um, since I made that decision, uh, the phone has really, surprisingly, there have been a number of people who have reached out, both in four down football and down south and, you know, in three down football uh, up in Canada. So we're gonna take some time and we're gonna look at it. I, I, basically the way I handle it is I just give all of the, when somebody calls, I say, thank you for the interest. And then I pass them on to my agent, Paul Sheehy in Denver, who's outstanding. And you know he'll wade through all of that and do what agents do. And, and then we'll make a decision about which way we wanna go. Good for you. Well, it's quite a way to live for sure. And I can see that you're enjoying it. You, you got to follow folks, Jeff Reinbold on Instagram, because it's like a travel. It's like a travel account. I love it. And it's well, like tourism. You, know, Hawaii. They gotta, you got to get them to, to, to where you need to go is co a coffee with coach. Cause every week we chop it up just like this. Now we're a low, we're a, I said, we're a low budget operation compared to the Rod Peterson show, but oh, yeah, right. you got to come on. Now, 
I've been on your show enough times. It's time you come on my show and we'll have some fun. I love it. I've written in questions in the past, but there's so many viewers. Uh, sometimes they get lost in the shuffle. It's very popular. Coach, they're telling me we got to run. Uh, mahalo? Whatever it is. Aloha. It. I appreciate the time. All right. All the best, my friend. All right, Rod. Thank you very much. Enjoy. We'll be, talk we'll be talking NFL with Coach Reinbold next week. We'll be right back with Viewer Takeover. You are watching the RP Show on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and 24-Hour Sports Radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now back to your host, Rod Peterson. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's a, uh, a pleasure to be with you. For another day, as we open a brand new uh, year, it's our first show of 2022. And it's just been a pleasure. And I thank Jeff Reinbold for coming on. He's going to be a regular NFL analyst for us. But I got to be honest, he just said to follow Coffee with the Coach. Go do that on Instagram because Jeff does it every Sunday. And he sits there in Hawaii and takes questions, usually previewing the NFL games. But he'll answer CFL questions too. Coffee with the Coach. And it's outstanding. And uh, if you don't come away feeling good after a discussion with Jeff Reinbold, something's wrong with you. Anyways, it is Taco Time Viewer Takeover. We don't have a lot of time for it. Every Tuesday is Taco Tuesday. That's today. For only $2 each, the only question you have is hard or soft shell, beef or veggie. One minute. One minute remaining in hour one. They tell me. So, yeah, beginning next Monday, we will be back in Canada broadcasting live from Grey Eagle Resorting Casino in Calgary, and I will be all over Taco Time. <laughs> okay, I guess we're starting a brand. It's a new week, so we're starting the contest. Carlos watching in Indianapolis says, uh, Antonio Brown and Bruce Arians got into an argument about tacos, and it clearly got a bit spicy. There you go. Hey, it's not a great one, but right now it's the best we got. Carlos's comment. Hey, the general in Calgary says, pump for tonight's Flames-Panthers game, Rod. Hoping for a good tilt. We'll talk about that next hour. When the moose comes back in, we'll be right back after this break on Game Plus TV and YouTube Live. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.